0: Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sports. I'm Jake, along with John and Eric is back again with us for another another show. Eric, how you doing?
1: I'm well, gentlemen. Thank you for having me back on. Always appreciate it. Oh, we
0: appreciate you. We appreciate you being here, um, John. I'll start with you. I'll throw it to you. We got a lot to cover. Where do we want to start this week?
2: Uh, I guess we'll uh we could start with probably start with Jokic real quick and then jump into the NFL since that's the only non-NFL yeah. thing Actually, that we really have.
0: Before that, <laughs> I completely had I had a brain fart. I literally just said two minutes ago Sponsor. before we go live, I go, we'll do that and then we'll get into it. And I'm like, I'm 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 like, all right, this is great. We're starting the show. Complete brain fart. Didn't even think about it um score no score our sponsor just mention that real quick uh obviously thank you to eric uh not this eric funny enough it's a different eric that we work with um the creator of score no score uh we work closely with him all the time um i'll put this up on the screen there we go uh that's score no score so score no score it's a live betting app where you can bet in-game tokens uh, against your friends on live sporting events. Right now, they do basketball. Uh, I mean, not basketball, baseball and football. Baseball happened to have ended, so actually, it's a perfect time to mention shout out to the Atlanta Braves. We used to be on the radio in Atlanta, and John, when we were on the radio in Atlanta, we said, "You know, this Braves team, they're, they're pretty good. They're going to get, they're going to get better." And funny enough, now now we're talking about them, and they just won the World Series. Uh, at, at the time of the recording, they just won. What was that last week? Now, yep. Um, so. Uh, shout out to them too but uh score no score so you can play against your friends i mean we're, we're on there pretty often when games are going on playing against each other so you just bet basically will the team score or not uh for football before they hit the 50 yard line you know will the team score on the drive yes or no pretty simple uh it's a new app so you know if you're playing be patient understand it's new still working out kinks but uh uh pretty fun app we have a lot of fun with it and if you ever download and play, you might you might see us there, and you might have to play against us. And I'll warn you, I'm I'm pretty good at um, I'm pretty good at scoring no score. I'm I, I'm a I'm a pro with this already, so watch out, uh, John. Anything else you want to say before we transition? Uh, yeah, to I mean, there's just else?
2: there's a lot more coming to the app. Um, a lot of a lot of additions coming to the app, so you're gonna want to check it out. Stick with it. Uh, there's a lot of good things coming, so <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. And um, as always, there they're always trying to find ways to add things on. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Yes. And all check right, out so DBNA television as well.
0: Of course. Yes. But thank you score no score and Eric for sponsoring us. And uh, all right, John, you were talking about Jokic. Yeah. That's what you wanted to start
2: with. <clears throat> so I, I'm curious, Eric, what your thoughts are on this little thing between Jokic and Morris, the Morris brothers. Um, I, I have, I just feel like uh, Jokic is starting to become not a dirty player, but a little bit like Carson Wentz-esque in the mind, where he's a little starting to get a little bit soft, where people can get under his skin a little bit easier, people are starting to find out the blueprint on how to beat Jokic, it's mentally, because physically you're not going to beat him, but mentally maybe... Maybe there's something there. Maybe that's his weakness. So what do you think about this whole situation? And then what do you think about what I just said?
1: Well, uh, I, I don't I don't like to kind of analyze two different sports because these athletes are doing things on a different level. You know, your football players are doing things one way, your basketball players are doing things another way. But when you get to the mental piece, John, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that because, like you said, Jokic is a guy – Physically, yeah, you're not going to – you have to be a Giannis or someone of that level to be able to physically have that type of prowess against a Jokic. However, mentally, you know, it's very interesting. You bring up – people are figuring him out. You know, it's one of those things. It's a chess match, if you will. And so when you feel that you have a leg up, if you will, on your opponent, then you can begin to focus on how can I win that chess match. Now, listen, it's the beginning of the season. Jokic and Morris and and what went down. It's basketball. In the heat of the moment, things happen. Do I think it was intentional? I don't know. You know, I've been on the court, so in the heat of the moment, I might do something that I might normally that might be a detriment to my character. However. Having played the game and knowing and understanding the competitive nature that you play against the people you play against, sometimes things happen. You know, I mean, you um, were I against do... a
2: Pat Bev shove on Chris Paul, right?
1: I, I was, I was, I was, I was against that. But, you know, again, this is one of those things where I got to see the whole thing from start to finish, how the game played out from start to end. I will say this uh, Morris is very lucky to have Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler don't give a damn. <laughs> jimmy butler's a guy like look you mess with one of us you mess with all of us and so i appreciate that are
2: you referring you know? to the tunnel thing
1: i'm referring to him mouthing to Jokic after the incident let him know bro we can handle this outside if you really want to because you and know I'm what fair. happened
2: in the tunnel right i, I okay i didn't right. know if you were familiar with oh yes with the tunnel yes yes stuff. yes oh, okay.
1: yeah. yes, yes, right. yes.
0: Okay. i think uh i think most people saw what happened with that most right.
1: people right um yeah. So I just, I look at it and I encompass everything. You know, I, I really try to take on things and try to look at both sides of the story. Shout out to my, my other brother named Jake. Uh, You know, he, he, he's, he has kind of taught me. You kind of got to look at both sides of the tail here. So with regard to the situation as it is, I feel it is something that if it continues past this weekend, then maybe it's something we could really truly be like, okay, there's more layers to this, but I really feel by next week, we'll be past it.
2: Well, this is the second time because didn't it happen? What in, was it last year in the playoffs? It happened as well, right? Somebody got under his skin and then he yeah. same same type of thing.
1: But that, but that goes back to your point of the mental thing. You know, if people are, are figuring out that they can get to him mentally because they know physically they can't, you know, it's when we, it's when we break down into the mental and emotional factors that we say, okay. You're being paid millions of dollars. We're on the outside looking in. But as those of us who have played the game of basketball and understand that when you're going to maintain course, if you will, because again, it's just the beginning of the it's the beginning of the season. They got 82 games, y'all. <laughs> like this is something that I'm not really dialed in on. I know it because, like the three of us, we are in the sports media world and yeah. this is drawn to our attention. And I'm but a
2: I'm a heat guy, so I, know you I mean, I know. Is, of course,
1: but to me, I feel like part of this, John, to be honest, I feel like part of this is clickbait. It's just something to keep us entertained because it's the beginning of the season and LeBron's out. So we can't talk about LeBron right now because he's sidelined for a week or so. So,
2: so in three weeks, when these, when these two play again in Miami, do you think something happens?
1: I don't think because so. Jimmy think... Butler
2: won't let him forget.
1: Oh, I know. But Jimmy, and Butler, the Morris brothers won't forget, but Jimmy Butler will, will show his dominance on the court. That game is going to be a very interesting game to see. And you know what? In three weeks' time, I, I really wish I had the opportunity because I would make that three and a half hour drive down there <laughs> to be a part of that because I would want to see that. But you know, it's going to be a highlighted game due to oh, what transpired. So,
0: I mean, I think maybe they'll exchange a couple words and that'll be the end of it. I'm not, in terms of physical altercation, again, I doubt it. Um, I kind of heard more or less what Jokic had to say. And he was basically like, it it was a momentary lapse of judgment. That was more or less what he had to say was, I made a mistake. I I recognize my mistake. I screwed up, but that's the end of it. And I don't, I don't know that he, at least on his end, wants to continue this. I I think for him, it's, it happened. I was upset. I was frustrated. He did the moment. I made a mistake, but that's it. And I'm just trying to move past it. I think that's kind of the feel I got from him. Now, I mean, he could have been just saying that just to say it, but it seemed relatively sincere. Like, yeah, I mean, he just he made a mistake. I mean, if you watched what happened, it wasn't he didn't instigate. It was really he, he real you know, in terms of physical uh, altercation. He got shoved hard, and then came back at him, which doesn't make it right, but you know what I mean? It's it's I don't want to say more justifiable, but he got so upset because somebody else had already. Done something to him to that degree, so he had that momentary lapse in judgment and said, "All right, well, I'm going to retaliate," which you shouldn't.
2: Well, this but is kind if, of he mean, didn't instigate, right? to,
0: So to me, that says a lot.
2: It's kind of like uh, when Cleveland was able to do this to Draymond in the finals, right? That's what I equated it to, because they got they got Draymond to get his technicals, and he got enough technicals to get suspended, and then Cleveland was able to flip it around with Draymond out and end up winning, coming back from three one down.
1: That's so I mean that, that's
2: what they did they got they they got Draymond to take the
1: bait. Right. And that and that and that, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what it is. They they got Jokic to take the bait. Okay? They realized they could they could get him. They realized they could cause him to have a lapse of judgment and really see what kind of individual he was. But again, if we're still talking about this in 3 weeks time, like if this is still one of the top headlines in 3 weeks time, and I'm talking consistently, not like the two days before the game is, right. Then okay, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bigger blow-up. But right now, it's a couple of days today's Tuesday, you know, live here on Sideline Sports with the two of you. If we're still talking about this come Saturday, then maybe I'll I'll be like, all right, let, let's let's kind of dig into this a little more. But by Saturday, I think it's gonna blow over. Because everybody's talking about college football and NFL anyhow.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned NFL. There is a lot to to talk about here um uh, John I I think we both agree there's one thing we want to talk about first uh <laughs> this was a nightmare for the NFL it's a nightmare for the Packers it's a nightmare for basically anybody
2: Well it's getting worse. I know. It's not even getting better.
0: Aaron Rodgers I mean you screwed up so bad and before we even get into it I just I want to tell a very quick funny anecdote I was talking to my dad the other day when it first happened. He's like, Did you see this? And I'm like, You know I saw it. Of course I did. You like, you know I that so I see I, I see all this stuff, but of course I know. Because if anybody knows me, anybody at all knows, I am a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I do, I respect his game a lot. I appreciate what he does on the field. He's one of the, you know, in terms of just pure talent with his arm, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. In that respect, I love watching him. He is And the a second joy any big
2: news drops, all of us are like Oh, of course. Oh, this is this, this happened like the second in our chat, like the right, second right, it right. happens. Oh, of course.
0: But I but I love Aaron Rodgers. I always have. Uh and my dad is a huge fan as well, and we were on the phone discussing and he says, "You can tell this on the show. You know, I know it's really funny, but <laughs> he said it sincerely, and I was like, "You know, I kind of agree." So anybody that knows me knows I kind of we we joke, but it's kind of true. I have a little bit of a man crush on Aaron Rodgers sometimes. I'm a big fan. I really do appreciate him. But, you know, sometimes it's a little much. And I and we joke about it. But So he says to me, he goes, look, Aaron Rodgers is a great guy. But when he did this and when I heard what happened, I just – I lost respect for him. But more importantly, I lost my man crush on Aaron Rodgers. And I thought that was great because, you know, it, it's funny – but it's true, it's how a lot of people are feeling right now. And on, on a serious note, a lot of people are like, Man, I've always really liked Aaron Rodgers. I've always enjoyed watching him. He's this great guy. And there's always been these stories that he's kind of a jerk, right? I'm sure we've all heard those stories that and and to me, they're just stories, they don't mean anything to me. I've never met him. I don't know. I, I if I had an experience with him, I'd speak on it. But everybody's like, you know, he can be kind of a rude guy sometimes. There's other reports that say he's the nicest guy. It, it goes both ways. But then this story came out and I was like, man, are you serious? I mean, when you're when you're one of the top guys at, at anything, not even just in sports, you you gotta hold yourself to a higher standard, especially where he is though, where everybody's watching him. I'm I'm so bothered doesn't even begin to describe because I'm fine if you're not vaccinated. That's a personal choice, and I'm not one of those people that's gonna say you need to be fine. While I'm of the belief that you should be, everybody's got their opinions and I believe everybody is more than entitled to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he blatantly lied and you know he did. And he's going to make the argument that, or or people might make the argument for him that he said, well, I'm immunized. He admitted today that he said, yeah, I admit that was kind of misleading. No duds misleading. Somebody asks you, are you vaccinated against something specific? And you come back, I'm immunized. In the moment, you're going to think, yeah, he's fine. You look back at it now, it's like, oh, well, he lied, but he, well, here's he the didn't thing, Jake.
1: entirely lie. And that's the problem. You're missing one word in that whole entire thing. The question was asked, and he said, yes, I'm immunized. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. He answered the question with a blatant lie. Right. And then followed up with some sprinkling of, let me show you I'm smarter okay. than you and I can get away with this. Right. I said what I said last night on the show, The Sports Arena. John came to me and said, we have a thing called the smoking section where we give everybody the opportunity to air out their grievances. And we are not politically correct when we say what we say, but we let everybody know this is how we feel. And I said what I said last night, and I was very direct in my approach to him. And it has not changed in the 22 hours since last time I spoke about this man. My issue is the character. I think his character and his credibility are are just damaged. Nothing that he says moving forward is going to be, we're just going to take him at his word. We are always going to question how sincere, how genuine, how real is this? Or are you trying to pull another wool over our eyes? Because listen, I was fooled. I was duped. I was hoodwinked. I was bamboozled. The whole nine yards. I took Aaron Rodgers at his word based on the man that he was. Like you, I don't have a man crush on him or nothing like that. But <laughs> I respected the man for who he was, for his intelligence, and for how he played on the field. You know what I'm saying? And so when this happens, I does not negate that I still admire what he has done not only in the NFL, but outside the NFL, because he is. He's a very intelligent human being. But you blatantly lied, and then, once you were caught, took accountability. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. We were taught at a very young age, tell the truth, be honest, be upfront. My mama used to tell me and still tells me to this day. It'll bother me more if I have to hear the truth from somebody else. Then hear it directly from you. I agree. And what? go ahead, John. No, 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 no. Finish, finish what you're going to say. And I, I was just going to say to to finish my point was that's the one thing that bothers me about this. Aaron Rodgers is an intelligent individual. I'm sure he has a very high IQ. I'm sure that you know he is. You know, he just has a certain intelligence and smartness about him. But to me. What he did was borderline narcissistic. It was chauvinistic, and I can't get behind someone like that. I don't care what your resume speaks of.
2: And I can only imagine uh, the way you put it last night was just about perfect. Could only imagine if if Alex was here to respond to this, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you you would have I mean, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers heard what Alex would have to say about this, I could only imagine. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just there'd be no credibility. Nobody would even think about Aaron Rodgers after Alex is done with him. Like that's how right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. But but for my money, I mean, like like Jake said, it's not about whether you get the vaccine or not. It's it's that you you're so smart and you're playing these Jedi mind tricks. You know what you're doing. Like he knows exactly what he's doing when he said, yeah, I'm immunized. Come on. You know what you're doing. You, you're talking about how to even today you were talking about your doctors. And then I believe it was Pat McAfee or somebody like that said your doctors. Are you talking about Joe Rogan or are you talking about actual doctors? Like even Pat McAfee is starting to be like, come on, ridiculous. man. Like yeah. Joe Rogan's a not a doctor. These people are not your doctors. Like, why are you trying to feed us this BS? Of Joe Rogan and whoever else, like these aren't these aren't doctors. So why are we hearing about Joe Rogan and and all this nonsense? Like that's what Aaron Rodgers keeps doing. And it's 2021. Like we're not dumb. We're all we have the internet at the at the tip of our fingers. Like we all we all can do all the research we want. We all know that he's BSing us. We've seen this enough. Like Jake said with the family stuff. And yeah. We don't know him personally, but we've heard it enough to know where there's smoke, there's fire. And he's burned enough bridges and relationships to be able to make somewhat of a judgment to where it's like, this isn't a surprise. He always pushes people away. He always, you know, does this kind of nonsense where he tries to skirt around a question. This is who Aaron Rodgers is. It's who he's always been, apparently. And, you know, I think we're all just sick of it. We're all just yeah. last straw and this is, this is it. I mean, we're, we're done with him. We're, I mean, I, I don't even respect the guy. Yeah. You're a great football player, but you know, what do I care? Like, Oh, you're a great football player. What else? I mean, if you don't have character as a, as a man, I don't care if you're Jerry Rice, if you don't have a character, then who are you? I don't care how good of an athlete you are. So really? that's how I feel about it.
0: I mean, I'll say this, what really I think bothered me the most was, all he had to do was tell the team, "Look, for personal reasons, I didn't want to get the vaccine." You know, he's and he's been public. He's, I think, believe he said uh, over the weekend. He said something about, you know, he's looking to have a family soon, right? And he says, "Well, I don't know how the vaccine affects fertility." Fine, I, that's that's whatever. That's your belief. That's what you're thinking. I'm not judging you for that. That's not the point of this conversation. That's not the point of any of this, really. That's how you feel. That's okay. He also is apparently there. You know, and I don't know if it's real. If he's lying again, because we're talking about what are we going to believe from him? I don't know anymore. He claims to be allergic to some of the ingredients. Again, if that's the case, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care.
2: That's not it's, the point. But and, it's and, always it's always something conveniently. But, he but not has even that. Something. But it's not even that. I
0: don't care if he is or he isn't. That's not even it. All you had to do was just tell the team, "I'm not immunized. You know, I don't have the vaccine. I will go through whatever the protocols are." To keep us all safe and that's where i'm bothered it's not fair it was, to the
2: whoever he comes in contact with
0: right it's it's not only selfish because he's just lying but he's putting other people in danger and that's where i run into a problem if it only affected him i'd lose respect i'd be annoyed i'd be bothered but if it's not affecting people around him i don't really care because only at that point is he hurting himself and honestly that's on him then exactly. he's hurting his team oh. he's hurting himself he's hurting his loved ones possibly it's just not. It's hurt. It you could be hurting fans, right? Well, we, I mean, we... If he's doing stuff like the Lambo leap or he's he, or any of that, and and who knows, right? I mean, seriously, that isn't. That's that's where I draw the line because it's your it's your family, it's your friends, it's your team. It, it's possibly those innocent people. It's not right. It's just it to me. That's that's where I draw the line. It's it's if again if it's about you, I don't care, dude. That's your prerogative. Your problem, not mine. But all you had to do was just tell the truth. That's it.
2: Well, we had this conversation on Sports Arena <clears throat> before the season when the Vikings coach was fired. And I was I was upset by it because I brought up the point of why is a coach fired, but a, if a player does the same thing, he's not. he doesn't lose his job. You know, it should be the same thing. And that really bothered me. And this is the same thing. It is. Why should a coach yeah. lose his job? I agree. But – This is even beyond what I said to begin before the season. This is beyond that. This is somebody didn't get vaccinated and they lied about it. You don't get vaccinated. Everybody knows about it's fine, but you lied about it. And a coach coaches have lost their jobs. I've seen many coaches in college football, in the NFL, many coaches are losing their jobs over this, but yet Aaron Rodgers is facing nothing but a slap on the wrist. What a fine. That means nothing to a guy that's, you know, beyond rich, like you give him a $10,000 fine. What's that to him? You talk about I mean, guys that are
0: unvaccinated. Come I mean, on. He just happens to be a guy that comes to mind. Cause just cause he's very outspoken about it. Cole Beasley. He's still playing. Yeah. You know why? And I have no because problem he, with that, but, but you know why he was honest about how he felt. Yes. He told the NFL, I'm not vaccinated. He's done whatever it is that they have to do. He's playing. And honestly, he's,
1: he's been Carson fine. Wentz is and, the same way. Right. Kirk cousins is the same way. You know, they understand what the rules are in place. They understand that if they decide not to get vaccinated and I'm very much on the same board as you gentlemen, what a person, what an individual chooses to do with their body is their right is their choice. Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care. I am vaccinated. And everybody, you know, I tell people up front, listen, I'm vaccinated for three simple reasons. Number one, I want to travel. Number two, I have a niece who has a condition to where I needed to get it to be around her and be in her life. And number three, to do this, to do what we love to do, to be able to go to the WNBA All-Star Game and the WNBA Finals, to be able to watch my brother John Shear along with our brother Alex Fleming go to the Hall of Fame game, which I tried to get to myself, I had to be vaccinated. Okay, fine. So in order to elevate who I am, me, no one else, not you, not you, me, that's what I had to do. Now, if I didn't have those things in my life, Maybe I wouldn't have got it. Maybe I'd have been like, you know what? I'm going to roll I see what happens. But in order to be who I need to be and be the best version of myself, I had to make decisions. All Aaron Rodgers had to do was make a decision. Just say, I'm not. Say I'm allergic to some of the ingredients. Exactly. Say I'm, I'm starting saying. a family. Say that, whatever. Just say that. Don't say, are you vaccinated, Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I'm immunized. I'm immunized. Well, you lied. And for that, I'm questioning everything from this point forward.
0: And I'll just – this is the last thing I want to say. I think what bothers me even more is the NFL's actions, their response. The team got fined, I believe, $300,000. And then Rodgers and Lazard, uh, because they were at a Halloween party, I believe it was about $15,000 piece, And that's it. No suspension. No suspension. No, nothing. None. And and he's
1: he's, he's going to be possibly playing yeah. this Sunday against Seattle. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, to me, I that hope just, they lose
1: every game moving forward.
0: <laughs> to me, that's just it's a bad precedent to send to, to send to the league to say, hey, you know what? Lie to us. We're not going to do anything because we'll just throw a little fine your way and you'll move on. Because to the Packers. They sneeze at that. They say, "All right, fine. So, we got away with murder, basically."
2: So, what happens if another player does the same exact thing, and then, you know, and then they get caught like that? Do they get the same treatment, or is it because it's Aaron Rodgers? Depends on who they are. John,
1: I'll okay. go one step further. You you want to go down this pigeonhole? Let's go down this. Yeah, pigeonhole. yeah.
2: Because because let's it should say, be it should be fair. I mean, say, this isn't superstar treatment where you get a charge in the NBA. This is bigger than that.
1: Okay, so yep. I'll go one step further with you, all right? Let's take Khalil Mack for the Chicago Bears, a prominent figurehead in the Chicago Bears. What if Khalil Mack, we find out that Khalil Mack lied, and then all of a sudden we want to suspend him and he needs to be removed from the team. Do you? Can you imagine the amount of media that is going to be garnered around the fact that, oh, so it's okay for a white quarterback to lie
2: I think you'd have a strike. a black
1: defensive end or a black linebacker does it, and we boot him out.
2: I think you'd have a strike. I, oh. th- I think honestly, I think that players would would draw the line right there, and I think I players think would just even... stop. And I think there would be a strike because you would because if you set a precedent, not to interrupt you, Jake, but if you right, set okay. a precedent where Aaron Rodgers gets away with it, and then another player doesn't get away with it, and Aaron Rodgers is white and that player is black and the world and the way the world is right now, I think that, I think that there would be a strike. I mean, there's no way around it. I think that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other thing is I think if it was Aaron Rodgers and then a guy like, I don't know, some, some lower level guy, maybe a, a third string wide receiver, right. You know, maybe a third or fourth you're, 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 less important I put quotes yeah. around that they're important but they're not your top guys I know what you they're mean, not yeah they're not your AG Browns they're not your uh Cooper Cups they're not your top guys So on like your Mike team.
2: Williams or something say
1: like okay, Mike let's, Williams let's take the Ernest Johnson of Cleveland there, there yeah yeah that's a good example. He's and that's a perfect Nick example of exactly Kareem what I'm getting Hunt. at so he
0: is he's your third or fourth guy right I wouldn't be surprised if they suspended them and it wouldn't be right but you know why they would Oh, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's he's not your top moneymaker, so they don't care. Right. They only didn't suspend Aaron Rodgers, honestly, probably because they need him to go out there and play when he's healthy. That's it. And that's it. Nothing else. I don't think there's any other reason other than they know he's a moneymaker. And to me, it's absurd, but I think that's why they did it, because they need guys like Aaron Rodgers out there for their ratings. That's what they need. they need. And you know what? Honestly, as silly as it sounds, I think they drum up more media by not suspending him It's crazy. Yeah. And they think about that stuff. I, I get a feeling that they think, well, how can we make this story even bigger? How can we keep it in the mouths and minds of the media longer? Let's not suspend him. Let's make our, our punishment egregious and, and completely unfair, right? It's it's not enough. It'll get people to talk. And they're right, and it does. And it's not it's not the right thing to do. But it wouldn't be surprising to me if that's kind of what they're doing out there, and you know, in in the offices when they're having these conversations, and that's what they're saying. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them at all. I really wouldn't, because it's all about money and and views and clicks and all that. That's all they care about. You know that we yeah. all know that. That's exactly how it is.
2: Exactly. All right. So uh, now that we're done with Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> he doesn't deserve
0: what? more of our time.
2: Yeah. No. No. Uh, what? <laughs> If, if you believe this is true, what is wrong with the Buffalo Bills? I mean, we have to ask because they they don't look like the same Buffalo Bills as last year. I mean, you can't argue that they do. They, they don't quite look like that team that is just running people over and they're unstoppable. They beat Washington, Miami, Miami, Houston, four of their five wins. The only other one was a Chiefs team that is not playing like the Chiefs. They haven't beat a team with a winning record or even close to a winning record. And I know you play who you get, but the Bills don't look like that team from last year at least offensively. Defensively they look fantastic. But offensively they just don't look the same that same like unstoppable force. And I don't know what it is. It's like the Chiefs. I I don't I can't explain what's going on.
1: John, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with Buffalo. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing is wrong with Buffalo. Listen, this is a marathon, not a sprint. If you're expecting this team to maintain a a la perfect record through the first half of the season, knowing that they're going to get the best from a lot of these teams, guess what? It's You're playing, it's fool's gold is what it is, okay? Buffalo is built for the long haul. They are a durable team. Are they going to encounter teams that they should not, they should just run over? Of course they should, but it's the NFL. Three simple words, my brother, any given Sunday. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Listen, so they start off week one with a loss to the Steelers. And everybody's like, oh my goodness, Buffalo lost (laughs) the first week. It's week one, y'all people are still getting themselves acclimated to the system. And,
0: and before you go on, Eric, I just want to say, the Steelers are not as bad as everybody makes them out to be. Defensively, strong team. And I yes. think they deserve their credit. Offensively, they're not great. But defensively, they are really they're a strong team. And yeah. I just wanted to, I, I want to put that out there because, honestly, they lost. You're right. But they played a good defensive team. So Steelers do deserve a little bit of credit. Not that you weren't going to give it to them, but just yeah, to fine. put that so out then, there. So
1: then to John's point, The next three weeks were pretty much preseason weeks because they stopped the Dolphins 35 to nothing. They beat the Washington football team 43 to 21. They beat the Texans 40 to nothing. And everybody's like, oh, here we go, Buffalo. Get the tables. Let's get it done. And then you run into Kansas City. Kansas City, not playing like we expected them to play. Okay? Who are third in the AFC West. Buffalo beats them in Kansas City and arrowhead but you know why that was a rematch of the afc championship game from last year so you know buffalo had that circle on their calendar like we are not leaving arrowhead with a w with an l and then what happens they run into king henry and king henry is like you know what we're gonna show you what king henry can do to that buffalo defense and it was a close game with three points 34 31 come on
2: yeah it went for him fourth and inches that's right. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they should have
0: won that game.
1: They just forced overtime. But they didn't. All right? right. Then they got their bye week. So you figure, all right, let's regroup. Let's pull the wagons back together, and let's show them who we about. So what do they do? They play John's Dolphins again, twenty six to eleven. And that game, honestly, was a lot more than the score is showing. But John, they were they were I up by
2: six late in the fourth quarter.
1: Right. Right, and then Buffalo finally woke up and realized, hey, this is our divisional rival. We need to make sure we get this W. So then, still chilling down here in Florida. You know what I mean? Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence isn't the number one pick for no reason. As the young man gets settled in under the Urban Meyer offense as the head coach, he is showing and reminding people why he's the number one pick in this past year's draft but jacksonville's defense was something that we never gave enough credit to and when a man who shares the same name as the buffalo bills quarterback the only difference is one has a middle name and one doesn't and he picks you off he sacks you And just gets in your head. And recovered a fumble. And recovered a fumble on on you. Thank you. And recovered a a fumble on you. (laughs) I mean, come on. Let's show love to Josh, no middle name Allen, for a moment. Because he was the reason that Josh Patrick Allen was unsuccessful. Now, John, you're speaking to the Buffalo offense not being that team that we thought them to be or we expect them to be. John, that's on us. We put that precedent on them. They didn't put it on themselves. We did that. So, if we are going to put that on Buffalo and say what's wrong with them, I'm gonna tell you right now. Ain't nothing wrong with the Buffalo Bills. They're still going to win the I'm AFC You're not concerned East.
2: that they I'm still not, can't no. run the run the ball. No. That Stefan Diggs is taking a step back this year from last year like I had suggested he might?
1: Nope. Not worried at all, John. Okay. The panic button yeah. is still locked away in the closet. I can't even find the panic button for the Buffalo Bills right now. Because they get the
2: Jets twice. They haven't played the Jets yet. But other than that.
1: They get the Jets twice, the Patriots twice.
2: The Patriots okay. games are going to be
1: hard fought. The Colts, the Saints, hard the yeah, Bucks. Okay. we know that's probably going to be a loss there. The Panthers, that's a win. I can honestly, honest to God, John, looking at the rest of their schedule. Jets, Colts, Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets. I'm telling you right now. What is that? Eight games, three, four seven, of them are easy. Nine, nine games out of those nine games. they still got left. John, I fully anticipate Buffalo to go seven and two. Really? Yes, sir. You
2: said saints bucks.
1: They got Patriots the Jets, the Colts, twice, the Saints, Colts, Jets twice, Patriots twice, Colts.
2: I, I don't see saints. him sweeping the pads. So
0: John, I want to say this real quick. So you're saying their offense is not good enough now. It hasn't been the full season. But it it hasn't
2: been that, like, we haven't seen that gear from them yet.
0: But listen to what I want to tell you, because this was I found this interesting. So last season they had a great offense. Their average points per game through the whole season was 31 points per game for the Buffalo Bills offense. This year, through about half the season, uh, for them it's been eight games because they had the bye week already. They've been averaging 29.4 points per game
2: and their def- and i think that their so, defense is so if you so play so volleyball
0: so so the point i wanted to make was is they haven't been as dominant at times
2: i understand or explosive that. if you and, will. and that's
0: fine but offensively they're still consistent in terms of the fact they're putting points on the board which is what matters they're, right they're and they they are offensively still going out there and doing the same thing it just doesn't look as exciting. It's not, John, as we as we like to call things. It's not as sexy, right? Yeah, but- They're not going out there hitting those deep home run balls every play. They're not, you know, Stephon Diggs is not going off for two hundred yards a game. He's going to have he, and I, and I understand. Yes, he's regressing a little bit, but at the same time, we talked about this uh, months ago. Now, I said when you have a huge season like that to regress is a relative
2: I, term i, 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 I tried there, to point out the statistics history what I, what I of regressing was, from those numbers
0: but but, hold on, but what i told you was he would finish with 200 300 less yards but that's also because last year was such an insane season right. it wasn't a realistic pace to keep up for him for him to you know i don't know what he had last year but i know He, what had, he had about it. It was,
2: 14 or 1500 yards i right. said he'd get about so, 11 well, and, and that's why he's on and pace i agree for with
0: it. you but I don't think I don't take that as regression. I take that as no, last but year was a huge season for him where he really boomed and now he's going to come back come back to earth and produce at the level that you would normally expect a player of his caliber to produce at
2: but which if, is around but if, 1100 yards. But if your so best, best receiver is giving you 300 yards less and Buffalo had a lot of a lot of yeah, bounces, but, a lot of breaks last year. They had a it was a magical year for them and you know whenever you have magical you offensively have football,
0: they're not they didn't regress offensively by any means because they're scoring not even two full points per game right less. but what it's, i'm saying there's not a real difference yet that i'm seeing what i'm all.
2: saying is the defense is a big part of that i'm not taking away from the offense but the defense being the number 1 defense basically in every statistical category this year is really setting that offense up with great field position a lot of times What they did no. against the dolphins the defense that's you know what I mean, do. and that's not a bad thing, but I'm saying the offense doesn't look it doesn't look like the same offense last year. It looks like they've taken a step back right but they don't and that's a concern because it they weren't not, good enough they weren't good enough to make this Super Bowl last year. So right,
0: they beat the chiefs this year. so everybody's so they, beat the
2: chiefs this year,
0: not everybody that's not true. That everybody's, everybody's beat the bad. Chiefs. Right. But the point I, is, they improved and they beat the Chiefs this year. I, I still believe the only thing that I really believe the Bills are are lacking is a real great run game. They have they're a zero two versus game.
2: teams with winning records. Zero and two.
0: Hold on. What I was going to say overall, the Bills' offense—I'm not worried about them. My only concern still stands as that run game is—it's—it's it's serviceable, like we talked about last time. You know, the, the, the Titans now have a serviceable run game with Adrian Peterson, but it's it not, does
2: not scare you at it's, all.
0: And I agree, it doesn't scare me, but it's serviceable. It does enough. But that's what they're lacking. I I and I still agree with that. But but I knew that coming into the season, and their points per game is about the same. Their defense is playing lights out like they did last season. I, I have to agree with Eric. I'm not worried, all because a lot of these 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 things that you are saying you're worried about. All the things that you're worried about really look about the same to me. They they, they may not look as explosive, but I didn't expect them to be as explosive. I understood that that was that was that was understood to me that that might not repeat, but they're getting the points on the board, which is what I care about. I'm not. Isn't that a about... concern
2: to you, Eric?
1: No, not at all. Josh. No, no, that no. they
2: weren't good enough last year to make the Super Bowl, and now Listen,
1: Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, and the rest of this team, Cole Beasley, and the rest of this team understood after last season, after losing the AFC championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs, who would then go on to the Super Bowl, they understood they had to make adjustments. They understood they had to elevate. And they understood that it was time for them to be who everybody needed them to be. Now, John, to your point, they're not explosive. Like Jake said, they're not slam dunking, hitting the home runs. Diggs is not blowing up fantasy points. But you know what? Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, they don't care about them. They care about that ring because for how long? I mean, hell, take the word Bills and break it down. It is an acronym, which stands for Boy, I Love Losing, Losing Super, Bowls. Super Bowls. Okay, I love that. You have I'm, to Eric, that I'm monkey. so
0: glad somebody else knows that joke because nobody ever knows that, I feel like. I, I, I'm with you.
1: You have to get that monkey off your back. And last year, they had an opportunity to do that, and they were unsuccessful. So, yes, right now, John, Buffalo Bills, they ain't sexy, okay? Buffalo Bills ain't glamorous. But what the Buffalo Bills are is first in their division and have an opportunity, like I said, over them next nine games, because they play everybody in the NFC South next with the, within these next nine games. They play two of their divisional opponents twice, and they play the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, so I'm saying they sweep. They've they've already swept Miami. They're gonna sweep the Jets. They may, they may split with the Patriots. I, but I'll I think go. Should, on, yeah. But I'll go on record as saying they sweep the Patriots. I say their are two losses. Come to Indian. No, I'm sorry. To the Saints and to the Bucks. They'll go two and two in the NFC South. They'll beat the Panthers. They'll beat the Falcons. They'll lose to the Saints. They'll lose to the Bucks, and they will win the rest of their games. As currently constructed, they're sitting at five and two. They will finish twelve and four, and have five and three. Five and three, because you know, they also
2: Titans, Steelers, and Jags.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. And they and had three. their buy yes, yeah. th- Okay, so fine. So then twelve and five. My <clears throat> apologies. So twelve and five. And I'm hoping they have the number two seed. I don't because when we when we get to our Super Bowl picks, I still have another team that I still feel. And I said this last night uh, is going to be the number one seed, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. I feel like they are going to be the number one seed because you continually push the goalpost back, telling Lamar that he's not going to get to it yet he continually finds a way to do it just a quick seg but
2: so, yeah so yeah so that transitions us into i mean we're halfway through the season basically and um who i don't know what everybody's super bowl picks were before the season i i couldn't tell you what all of our picks were for super bowl i don't remember but at this so before the season yeah i do, i don't remember any of our picks
1: um, the only one
0: i know i think i'm probably going to still pick one of my teams the same
1: The only one that I know, because I have it written down and I keep it with me, is our boy Alex. He said last March it was going to be Tampa and Buffalo, Super Bowl Fifty Six, SoFi Stadium.
2: I mean, he called Tampa last year. He called Tampa making it and winning it last year. He was the only one.
1: And he said they're going to run it back. That was his (laughs) thing. As far as I go, and I'll be really quick. My two teams, and I said this last night on the from from right
2: here and right now. Who? who Right here, right now.
1: Shameless plug from my like halfway through. Yeah, I say Baltimore and Arizona. The Ravens and the Cardinals, birds flying high in SoFi Stadium. John, what do you got?
2: Oh, man, I like the NFC. I feel like it. Uh, I feel like for some reason it's going to be the Rams. I mean, because the Rams just with Von Miller, it's hard to it's hard to overlook that when he gets healthy. Um, so I think it's going to be the Rams and. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to have to go on a limb and say maybe them Colts. I mean, I said they're, I said they're progressing last night. I said they're my team that's increasing the AFC and the Titans lost Derrick Henry. I mean, I don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do, but when that line's getting healthy for the Colts and they can run the ball, they got the formula as Mike Caritanuto likes to say in, this, in January, you have the formula to run the ball and play defense in January. You have the opportunity to win. A win, and despite Carson Wentz, let him game manage. I think the Colts could be the dark horse. I know that sounds crazy, but Frank Reich is a really good coach, as you know, Eric.
1: He's a great coach.
2: All right.
0: Super Bowl picks. Uh, I think I probably said this before the season. I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure I picked out of the NFC. It was either the Rams or the Bucks. And I'm pretty sure I picked the Bucks. And I'm sticking with the Bucks. Simple. I mean, I've learned one thing over, over a year of doing this show. We had a betting show in Atlanta. And we were on the radio. And I learned one very simple rule. You just don't bet against Tom Brady. And you know what? I've learned my lesson. I bet enough, I bet enough games saying Tom Brady's gonna lose this week. Tom, no, I'm done, I'm done betting against him. He is an ageless wonder that I am I'll never understand. I mean, he's thrown more touchdowns in his 40s. He's only 44 than he did in all of his 20s when he started. I believe at 24 was his first season uh, as a starting quarterback. He is an anomaly, and the defense is incredible. And, you know, you talk about a run game, right? They have that. Leonard Fournette has really shown this year. He's been great, and if if he's not – Give it to Royal Jones. Trust Ron Jones. He's a good running back. He's a great number two to have. Um, and out of the AFC, man, it's, it is. I feel like the AFC is, is really a lot harder to pick. There's just because I feel like there's so many teams to me that haven't proven themselves yet. Um, I would love to pick the Titans, but they don't have the run game to truly, in my opinion, support them. I'm going to have to go with the Bills we were talking about them. That defense, defense wins championships. I, I know they don't have the best run game, but they have decent running backs. And more importantly, Josh Allen can really run the ball. And I got to tell you, you don't need running backs when you have Josh Allen who can sling it with his arm and run it with those legs. I mean, he's got it all. I I, I got to say, I think uh, Alex had a good idea with that one. I think he, he had something going when he was pit, making those picks and I, uh, I I believe that is pretty close to what I said at the beginning of the season. I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure those were definitely my between Rams and Bucks and Bills. I believe I at the very least had those all in my top four, and I'm pretty sure I'm still sticking with it. I may have even predicted Bucks Bills back then, and I'm def- if, if that's the case, I am sticking with that. But the AFC has just been the AFC to me is tough. I think if the Titans don't lose Derrick Henry it might be a very different conversation, especially the way they just played against the Rams because defensively, That's the way I they, they, they really proved me wrong that they could they could beat a team like the Rams, right? I, I didn't think they had a chance. And even though their run game wasn't there, they played really good defense. I mean, and I know, John, you wanted to talk about the Titans, so we'll talk about them. As I figured it was a good segue, but
2: yeah, man,
0: that defense showed up. Against the Rams, and I was really impressed. I mean, the run game wasn't good. I, I mean, I'm not going to know sure what Adrian Peterson
1: is. It, Listen, right? We know what right. he. They, they didn't have a lot of Peterson yards, played, but man, they played,
0: well. they played well. They played well though, and I can't take anything away from them. But whatsoever. they didn't need
2: any of the offense to win that game. Matt Stafford threw the Rams out of that game.
1: But that's. I think that <laughs> he what's had important, a, he is. had a Detroit moment, if you will. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: yeah. He went back to Listen, being uh, yeah. Carson Wentz-esque or Matt Stafford on the Lions-esque.
1: Oh, yeah. He had a Matt <laughs> Stafford Detroit Lions moment. He thought he was back at Ford Field and just said, oh, let me just throw it up in the air and whoever gets it gets it. Listen, I take nothing away from Tennessee Titans. They are so right So what now, do we make of them? What do we make of them?
2: Yeah, yeah. They're what do you team, make of
1: them? They're a team that is trying to reestablish their identity. They're a team that's trying to remind people hey, we're first for a reason, and one man does not make our entire team. We saw Julio Jones. okay? We saw A.J. Brown. So we know the capability of these wide receivers. And Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. But I want to show some love to the coach because Mike Vrabel, who is probably the only successor to come from the Bill Belichick tree, is actually playing like an NFL – sorry, actually coaching – Like an NFL coach needs to coach in the AFC. You must dominate by any means necessary. And just because your workhorse, your back, your king is out, you need the rest of your army to step up and say, we're going to hold it down in the hopes that our king can return in January and lead us to the promised land. So I take nothing away from Tennessee. So I I look at them, John. Yeah. And Jake and I'm saying to myself, okay. Right now, you have the opportunity because you are the lead dog in the AFC. Everybody else is looking at Charles back. So find a way to keep that momentum going. If you can do that. You have a legitimate shot, because if the road to the Super Bowl has to go through Nashville, I fear that some teams, a la Kansas City or an L.A. Chargers or even my pick, a Baltimore, might not be able to get it done. So
2: you you said right? we know what Rontano is. He's Rontano. What is Rontano without Derrick Henry? Because we know what he is with him, but we don't know what he is without him. So what well, is he? Because you said Rontano is Rontano.
1: He's still a leader among men. He's still a man that is able to sling the ball. And he is able to be a game manager. So, what I see in Ryan Tannehill is he recognizes that this is his moment. This is his time. The weight of the world is now on his shoulders. Before him, Derek Henry, they carried that load. Derek was like, look, bro, give me the ball. I'll stiff arm Josh Norman people all day long. I'll run up and down the field. You want me to throw one to a tight end in the end zone, bro? I'll do it all. I'm your boy. I got you. But now it's Ryan Tannehill's time to be like, okay, thank you, Derek. Now let me go do what I need to do. You rest, you heal up. My brother, I got you. I'm going to hold the fort down and make sure that our army is still aligned. So when it's time for you to make your return in January, if we can get you back in January and we can make this run together. Oh, it's on and popping.
2: Oh, you stole my thunder. I was just about to ask you that. You stole my thunder. I was going to ask you if the Titans get Derrick Henry somehow back in January, which there's reports that he could come back. Are they the favorite in the AFC?
1: They're going to be the top dog. John, if they get the number one spot. Regardless
2: of seed, like, are they the scariest team in the AFC? Because everybody is like, everybody in the AFC right now, you don't know what they are. But the Titans look like the best team with Derrick Henry.
1: Like, nobody looked
2: better than them so far in the AFC this year.
1: You wonder who my scariest team is? My scariest team is the L.A. Chargers because Justin Herbert is only getting better, and that brother's in his second year. That is the scariest team. The most dominant team to me, the team that I think is going to take it all, like I said, Baltimore. The Chargers are my scariest team. Tennessee right now is the lead dog. Those are the three. That's your your hat trick. That's your trifecta right there. The no bills. I'm sorry. There you I'm go. sorry. Okay. I forgot about Buffalo. <laughs> my bad. So we'll run with the four Buffalo Chargers, Baltimore, Tennessee. And that's, and, my, and that's my box.
2: But none of us mentioned, none of us mentioned the Browns. I mean, the Browns are getting healthy. Nick Chubb. Who? I know he has COVID this week, but hold on. I don't want, Ob, OBJ enough. is gone. So maybe that's a turn the corner type of thing for the Browns. Absolutely. They've been banged up. Maybe when they get healthy, Kareem Hunt eventually comes back. Nick Chubb, you know, comes off of COVID, and finally is able to play, you know, consecutive games without something bad happening to the guy. You know, maybe the Browns are a dark horse, you know, scary team in the AFC when they find because they just went to Cincy and put it on them.
1: John, John, pump your brakes.
2: I'm just asking you.
1: I'm John. just curious. I think, I think I'm beating Cincy. Says be- more about Cincy than it does about Cleveland. He's got to be, first off, he's got to be Patrick Mahomes in crunch time. He's got to be Justin Herbert in crunch time. He's got to be Lamar Jackson in crunch time. He's got to beat these quarterbacks and beat these defenses. Forget the quarterback part.
2: I'm talking about the Browns. I'm not talking about Baker because we know he's going to game manage and they're going to run the ball.
1: The Browns themselves, they lost OBJ. Does that make them better? Yes. Are they going to make a run this postseason? No. No. There's too many other good teams. You
2: don't you don't think Nick Chubb and when Kareem Hunt's healthy that that is a scary tandem in the playoffs.
1: Probably the best one-two back set. But I said, I said yeah. the same thing before. The oh season yeah. started. And the Dearness Johnson, he, he ain't right. no slouch right no, now either.
2: Not
1: at all. Not at all. But the Browns, no, they'll get to the playoffs. Yes, they get they will get out a wild card weekend, and then they're going to hit one of those four teams that I right. mentioned. And when they do, that's when I need to see Baker Mayfield and the entire. So I about the entire. Yep. Browns. Yep. I need to see Miles Garrett do his thing. I need to see the best running back tandem in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb yep. do their thing. I need Jarvis Landry to go to go out there and show out and be Jarvis Landry. Okay. And
2: that's then so weird, on top so of works. all
1: that, I need the cream of the crop, the number one guy to be able to lead the charge down the field, if you get the ball left, I need you to pull, a la Jake, since you talked about it, I need you, Baker Mayfield, to pull a Tom Brady. 30 seconds left on the clock, no timeouts. You have to go 75 yards for the game-winning touchdown. Do that for me, Baker Mayfield. And maybe I might consider you to be among those that I consider to be the next tier up. But until he does that, no, they'll get out a wild card weekend. When they get to the divisional round of the playoffs, they're done.
0: I kind of agree with all of that,
1: actually.
2: Yeah, Jake, you want you want the last word before we yeah, uh, wrap it up?
0: I'll make it real quick. I mean, honestly, my thought was the same. Was you're right, John? Yes, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I said that before the season started. There is no better tandem, and that's one of the reasons I said the Browns were one of the better teams coming into the season. And I said that that I said that you know, that's a scary tandem. Good luck stopping that. And when they're healthy together, I've been right. And I think anybody that said the same thing was was also right because they're 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 a great two-headed monster. But Baker Mayfield, he just hasn't impressed me. Jarvis Landry, OBJ. Yeah, I know OBJ is not on the Browns anymore, but the point was too many drop passes, not enough not enough from them. It it felt like too much on on just the running back. So I'm not I'm not worried about them. If Baker Mayfield starts playing better. My tune may change, but for now I I think there's too many other good teams with better quarterback play, not necessarily better quarterbacks, better quarterback play. That's not costing them games, not, not helping them win. Right. That I would trust them over that. Um, But that's all I got. So that is about it. Uh, We'll start with Eric. Eric, where can they find you?
1: Oh, as always Monday and Wednesday nights, sports arena, 10 PM Eastern on all my social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh Jake, we gotta have you on, brother. When are you coming on the show, man? You
0: just tell me when you want me to come
1: and All I'll right. be there. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> also, um filling in for our brother as the host of Alex Fleming's NFL Carousel Thursday nights, 7 p.m. during the NFL season. We are taking off this Thursday for Veterans Day. Um, but then we're back at it. And uh either you on or you off. You can usually find me at an Orlando Magics game. Tampa Bay Lightning game, WNBA Chicago Sky, Chicago Sky World Champions. Thank you very much. Find me during their season. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's great. Thank you again for having me on. Always welcome. Always welcome. And uh, much love, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate you. John, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, Fox Sports 1340 AM, uh, Cardiac Kane and Finn Fanatic on Fansided. Uh, Sports Arena Monday and Wednesday nights as well, 10 Eastern Time. Uh, and Alex Fleming's NFL Carousel, because we never forget Alex Fleming. Of course, DBA Television, Sideline Sports, uh, every morning, 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Check that out on there. Start your mornings with us, and why
0: wouldn't you want to? Yeah.
2: Bluehawks13 <laughs> on Twitter. And uh, that's, that's about all the places and the faces that I got.
0: Oh. John mentioned a lot of our sideline sports stuff you can find here on sideline sports. You can find on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. You can just look me up on any other social media. Just look up my name. You'll probably find me if you really want to. More importantly, as you'll see across the bottom of our screen right below, Eric, where can you find sideline sports? Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And the handle for that sideline sport sidelinesport1, YouTube, Facebook. uh, That's just sideline sports. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all your podcasting sites, DBNA television, like John said, uh, working with Eric with a uh, nut. Well, well, this Eric, but another Eric on score, no score. Uh, basically anywhere you look for sports stuff. We're there. Just come find us. Uh, anything else before we go, gentlemen, any last yeah, words?
2: Yeah. Cranberry sauce is overrated. I don't eat it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin everything? I'm sorry. I'm really Sorry. <laughs> I knew you would hate that.
1: I <laughs> just had a I feeling. I, okay, so wait. When we talk cranberry sauce, are we talking like the the can, or are we talking the actual cranberry? The whole
2: nine uh, yards. I, oh God, John, just, just I, doesn't
0: belong at Thanksgiving. Everybody, we're not going to get into this conversation. Have a good one. I'm sorry. Tune John, in next week.
1: Tune in now. next week. Thank you, gentlemen.